You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. And welcome to episode 33 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today, as always, are Vicki Stokes. Hi. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And how is everyone tonight? Very well, thank you. I'm ready for bed. It's kind of late for me right now. Well, after I'm done with this, I'm watching Breaking Bad. I'm, I'm, I got three seasons. I have three seasons to catch up on, so <laughs> we're watching, try and watch two a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did too when we went when we rented it. It's a good show. It's a the acting is just fabulous. Really Vicky, should we should we tell her what happened last night? No, no, no tell her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we won't. The whole family gets get hooked on crack. No, <laughs> and they live happily ever after. Right. Ever after, right? <laughs> okay, well tonight. God, this Breaking Bad kind of fits into that in a way, because what we're going to be talking about in this episode is social networking. And when people think of social networking, the first things they think of more than likely are Facebook and Twitter. And I earlier tonight, I believe I read that there were 760,000 tweets with the Breaking Bad hashtag. Really? I thought you were, night. I was trying to figure out what the correlation was between the social networking and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. I'm thinking, is there an app for crystal meth? I don't know. About <laughs> God <it>. forbid. <laughs> oh, now people, people were, people were live tweeting during the show. There was also mm-hmm. something I wasn't paying attention to it, but there's something where you, they do this with game of Thrones too, where you can watch on your computer and, and have a second screen going on while yeah, you're watching it on your television. A, um, a sink. I forgot what to call it. Some kind of a sink. I know they did that with uh, with Game of Thrones when I used to watch it on HBO mm-hmm. Go. There was something mm-hmm. across the bottom that for every scene that was going on, there was information underneath that you could click on. It would, might show the map of where they are or maybe uh, a biography of the character that was talking at the moment. But mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do those two I things. I can't do once. that. It's, I, it's too much. It's too distracting. It's so like the crawlers um, when you're watching the news. It's so irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, usually when you think of social networking or social media, the first thing you think of Facebook and Twitter, because that's what everybody, that's what everybody uses. In fact, when you're watching TV a lot, you'll see in the bottom right corner, a hashtag for the name of the show you're watching. So if you want to tweet while you're watching that show, there's the hashtag for it. There's a hashtag for hashtag too. (laughs) (laughs) Suze, you have uh, one of the one of the social media sites that you wanted to talk about was Instagram, and I'm interested in hearing about your take on it because I just signed up for it within the last two weeks. Well, Instagram has been around for a, a few years now, um, a couple of years, and it's it, of course you know it's very popular. Facebook acquired it, and um, what 
Instagram allows you to do it's a very simple uh, app and basically you take photographs and you can apply a variety of filters there are a lot of apps on the App Store the Apple App Store that have the square format which is a one-to-one -one ratio format so it's square and you know they already put it in the square and you can combine you know different layers and apps and then you just share it you just basically upload the photo and you can tag it uh, you can share it with other, uh, you know, social networks like, you know, of course, Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Flickr. And, you know, it's it's an extremely popular um, social networking site for photographers and, you know, pro photographers and, uh, you know, amateur photographers. The thing is, is that it's like, and I think any type of social networking that is ubiquitous is that you have a lot of, um, uh, sometimes a lot, I'm going to be polite about it, but, you know, junk. You know, there's there's only so many uh, food recipe, uh, food photographs that I can see or cat. Not that I have anything against cat or cats or food. Some of them can be very trite, but that, be, that being said, there are a lot of fabulous, fabulous uh, photographs on uh, Instagram. And I think it's one of those things, Elisa, I know that you like Pinterest and you're going to be talking about that, is that Instagram can be very inspiring. You know, when you see some of these photographers and what they're doing in this, you know, with just an app and how they're really creating art with uh, some of the apps and, and uploading it to Instagram, it's very inspiring. But one, you know, you follow people and, you know, they follow you, you upload your photographs and, you know, people will like them and they can comment on them. So, you know, it's, it's very similar to, you know, like a Facebook type of, of app, except with photographs. So I, I like Instagram. I haven't been on it lately. I have been just really busy. Like I told you, I've been using up my old photograph paper, making uh, lumen prints outside. So I think my social networking sites have all, you know, gathering dust right now. But I, f I find that I'm more active with these sites um, probably in the fall. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just said, you know, Elisa pointed out, I should tell our listeners, Elisa pointed out that some of us, and they will go unnamed, tend to say the word you know a lot. And that would be probably yours truly. So I'm trying to be conscientious of it, you know? So. <laughs> We're all guilty. <laughs> We're trying. Oh, We're no. trying. <laughs> now, the thing about Instagram, the, the reason why I joined was because it's, you can't see any pictures unless you join. That's that was my experience. Right. I went on right. I went on the the Mac. I went on the website Instagram.com, and all it said was login. There was no way for me to see a stream of different photos. So I downloaded the Instagram app for my iPad, and this it I didn't really have to join immediately. I could no excuse me. I'm wrong there. I had to join. But it was hard to, you don't see a stream like you do on Pinterest. The only way you can see other people's photos is either by following somebody or putting in a hashtag. So if I wanted no, to... No, 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 not necessarily. No, 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 because you can, when you open up Instagram, you should just have a feed. You'll have popular um, feeds and stuff. And now you can do videos. They do allow you to do short videos. You no, know, so that's... That? I don't see that. Okay, let me go on my I'm Instagram looking, account. I'm looking right now. I've got my iPad open, 
And I did follow a few people because being a knitter, I'm following a few knitters. And I'm, I've got them on the home button and I've just got pictures of the people that I'm following with their comments and so forth. Or if I go to the second button where it says explore, that, that does have some feed. Uh, but that only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, 10, 11, that only has 15 pictures. Okay, so I'm just looking. Um, you can, of course, you can follow your Facebook friends. So when you enter, you know, of course, now that it's been purchased by Facebook, they're always going to try to integrate it with Facebook. So, um, but you can just, you know, delete it. Are you that. on the computer? Are you on the computer? I'm on the app. Okay. I'm on the app. I, I use it on my app. So. Okay. And I, I don't think there is a, a, a computer version of Instagram. Yes, there is. In fact, I'm loading it right really? now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's showing me I'm logged in. So it's showing uh, my picture in the right, my my personal picture on the right, and then it's showing a photo in the center and who uploaded it, and then it's got the home button. So when I click on the home button, it's showing me the people that I'm following, the picture. And then if I just scroll down, I'm just seeing a list of pictures and the comments underneath it. It's not what I expected. I well, there's think- some, th- it used to be that, you know, when you could just go scroll feed, but now that they have videos, if you go to explore and you, and you hit the little, um, half, half arrow circle arrow up in the top right corner, right. That refreshes into more photographs. And then you can start, you know, you can look at those and do the videos and you can, okay. um, you can like them or, you know, you can just keep refreshing that. Oh, okay. And I'm greeted with, you know, kind of give you a little Kim bit Kardashian of lookalike. Oh God. You know, yeah, there are a lot of, um, you know, there are a lot of celebrities on here, of course, you know, that, uh, you know, like Madonna and everybody that, you know, you can follow. It, you, I do have to tell you that Facebook has, you know, changed it somewhat. There's, there's definitely that. There's just not like a, you know, like this, the, the feed like you would get with Pinterest, you know, when you start, you know, just scrolling through that scrolling feed. That's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But didn't get. So that I has changed. That has changed. I just typed in Breaking Bad under the hashtag on Instagram, you should see the number breaking, what does this say? Breaking bad, 456,661 posts. You know, and I don't know why they, they actually changed that because, you know, what's nice is when you're scrolling, you get to see, you know, rather than putting in a username, which you may not know somebody's username because some people use very, you know, far out uh, usernames. Right. Or hashtags, you know, sometimes you really don't know what you're looking for until you start to scroll through photographs. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to use it. The videos I could care less about. I'm I'm not really happy with the video portion. I think that really slows down the app personally, but that's just me. Aren't they only about 10 seconds or so? Yeah, they're very short. Actually, I think even less than that. They're like Vine. Vine is six. I'm going to talk about Vine in a few minutes, but Vine is like six seconds or less. Yeah. I don't know. The jury's still out for me on Instagram. People talk about it all the time. Like I said, I've said in the past, I'm being a knitter. I listen to a lot of knitting podcasts and people are always talking about, I put this up on Instagram or if you follow me on Instagram, you could see that I started this sweater 
So I just said, I think I'm going to join Instagram so I can see these things. But it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, at least not right now, it's just not, wow, I love this. Well, say, for instance, if you, you know, you, oh, here I go again. If you put the hashtag in art, just, you know, hashtag art, there are 18 million posts, 18, 700, and then you can just start scrolling down. But I wouldn't consider many of these art at all. Not at all. Mm, 18 million, wow. Yeah, there's just kind of, some of these are really bad. Makeup brushes, I could care less. I can't figure out how to even upload pictures to this thing. It's confusing. But Vicki, if, if you upload a photograph, basically, um, you go to where it says, you know, it has a little camera icon. If you see that. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to either take a video. Well, if you... Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, I got it. It'll, it'll have your camera roll in the lower mm-hmm. in the lower um, left-hand corner, oh, right next right. to the, the shutter button. And then you can it, upload from your camera roll. Yeah. It just crashed for the third time. <laughs> your Instagram app crashed? Yeah. Oh, I haven't had that happen. I've only uploaded one picture so far. I want to start using it more so I can really... I can really be fair before I say I like it, I don't like it. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the hashtag now, black and white, because I love black and white photography. And they have different hashtags. So you have black and white photo, black and white photography, but you just have to be very careful how, you hashtag, how you're tagging your photos so people can find you. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you have to be very, very specific. But, you know, when I'm looking at some of the black and white photos, that's, you know it's coming up with some really um, very nice, very nice black and white photography. Yeah, I can see how it can be... I'm sorry. I can see how this can be very inspirational for whatever it is you're looking for. If you like to cook and you look at pictures of different uh, finished dishes, being very inspired to cook that same dish or take a picture or knit a sweater or... You know, garden, whatever it is that you like to mm-hmm. do. I can see how it can be very inspirational. It has some little, it has some little editing um, things in it, too. Simple photo editing now. What's very nice about the hashtag aspect, though, is that you don't have... If you're looking for... If you're looking for black and white photography, you can specify it. If you're looking for food photography, you can specify it. And you're just hoping that... There's some photographers that are making sure they, they're very accurate with their tags, which I think they usually are. That way you don't have to go through a lot of the trite photographs, you know, or you can put the celebrity that, you know, because you can basically follow them. You can find them via users or the hashtags. So in some ways, that's a very streamlined and concise way of, of doing it to find exactly what you want. So you don't have to go through all the junk. Hmm. Because there's like, what, 200 million photographs that have been uploaded to Instagram? I mean, it's pretty amazing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I just want to let the listeners know that um, Suzanne is having problems with Skype. So if her voice seems to be going in and out, it's because of Skype. We'll do the best we can. But Skype I know. Does. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Skype sometimes Ugh, is just... Each week it chooses one of us to be cruel to. And this week, I think last week was my, last episode was my turn. This time it's Suze's turn. So 
Vicki, you're next. So they'll be picking on you next time. So <laughs> I'm not left out. <laughs> so what are the uh, social, a lot of social media uh, websites or apps, people don't realize they're social media until you really stop and think about it. Website that I've talked about before is Ravelry. And it's a free website. It's for anyone who participates in any kind of fiber, fiber crafts, meaning if you knit, crochet, spin, weave, dye yarn, sell yarn, sell accessories like knitting bags or spindles or anything like that. If you have anything to do with the fiber world, you want to be on Ravelry. First of all, it's free. And the nice thing about it is you can be as active or as quiet as you'd like to be. It's very, it's it's different from Facebook in the respect that with Facebook, if say I want to friend Vicky, but she doesn't want to friend me, I have no contact with Vicky whatsoever. Whereas on Ravelry, if she's on there and I want to follow her because I want to see the projects that she's made, I can follow her. She just doesn't have to follow me back. Similar to Twitter in that respect. You don't have to, follow, you know, you don't, you can if you want to, but you don't have to. What's really great about Ravelry is if you're working on a project, before you begin, you can look up that project on the website. Say I want to make a sweater. It, maybe it's called Basic Black Sweater. I can type it in. I can see how many people made that sweater. And then I can click on everybody's uh, own version of it. I can see if they made modifications. I can see how it came out. I can see what kind of yarn they used. If they changed it at all, did they use bigger needles, smaller needles, thicker yarn, thinner yarn? What color yarn did they use? I can look at all these things to determine, is this something I want to make for myself? Or do I want to use a different type of yarn? Or maybe I've got a, a, a skein of yarn. I have no idea what to do with it. I can enter the name of the yarn and see all the different projects people made using that yarn. If I'm working on a pattern and I'm stuck on a certain part of it, I can check and see someone else who made it and send them a message and say, hey, I'm on the sleeves. I don't get this part. Can you help me? I've never yet had anyone say, nope, sorry. These are people I don't know. They could be living anywhere in the world. I email them. They email me back. People have emailed me. Hey, I saw you made this particular project. I don't understand the directions. Can you explain it to me? We go back and forth until the person understands. They also have forums. The forums are sometimes, of course, knitting related. But you should see, I've got a forum. Let me open it right now. I have forums about different knitting podcasts that I've listened to. I also have a tab on my forums called Nod Knitting, where I have Follow the Red Sox. And we talk about the Red I have one for Days of Our Lives because I watch Days of Our Lives. I have one that's about Mac fans. I have ones about I love my iPhone. I love my iPad. I've got one for ebook readers, for Netflix, uh, people who watch Netflix, people who play words with friends, uh, people who are interested in Pinterest, people who use a crock pot. There, there's, there's forums about TV shows, about movies, about... Uh, sports. There's everything. And yeah, there's some about knitting. Sometimes someone puts out a pattern and they'll have a group dedicated to that pattern so that if you're making that pattern, you have all those people with you to bounce ideas off of and get help if you need it. So this is the, so people don't realize this is social media. I think a lot of people don't realize that. But you can be, like I said, you can be as, as active as you want, 
posting all over the place, or you could be one of those people that's really quiet, but just goes up and uses it to post your projects in your own notebook that gives you a record of what you've made over the years, any modifications that you made. But on without realizing it, though, you're really being social with other people because they can look at your project, even though you're not actively speaking with them, if that makes any sense to you. So if you're a knitter or crochet or have anything to do with fiber, and it's a totally free website, you have to be on Ravelry. I do wish I do wish they had more in fiber. You know, pretty much it's relegated to knitting and crocheting. Yes. It would be really nice if they had more fiber and fiber art. You know, what they don't. They did what they did and I don't spin, so I can't speak a lot to it, but what they did is um, how you can upload pictures of your stash. And for if you don't know what a stash is, it's basically the, 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 the yarn that you purchase. Well, now you can upload your fiber. They, they did, I think they have something different now for fiber. So you can keep track of how much fiber you have and how much you've spun. Which I don't do, so I can't really speak a lot to it. But what a lot of people do is, rather than say, a lot of people who are very serious knitters have what's called SABLE, S-A-B-L-E, which is Stash Acquisition Beyond Life Expectancy. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting close. I'm, I'm I have that with art supplies. Yeah. I used to have that with fabric, but yeah, I've, I've sold a lot of my fabric. I'm approaching. I'm approaching that. <laughs> Not quite there yet, but I'm, I'm pretty close. And wh- so you, you, you look around your, you know, wherever you store your craft supplies and you say, hmm, what do I have in this bucket? What do I have in this bucket? Well, what a lot of people do is they take pictures and they put it up on their Ravelry, Ravelry page. So when they want to make something, if they say, do I have a sweater's worth of you know, this yarn? They go on their page and they say, yep, I've got 10 skeins of this yarn. I can make a sweater. What or, is a skein? A skein. Oh, it's like a, a ball. Like, you know, when you go to the it's store. Like when you go to the store. If you go to a place like Joanne's where you get the lesser expensive yarns, mm-hmm. those are skeins. They're already they're already uh, ready for you to knit. When you go to the more expensive yarn shops or fiber festivals, you buy a hank of yarn, and those you have to to wind up yourself with a ball winder. Oh, that's just too much. Even well, you know, I bought a wall winder and a Swift, and at first my husband said, uh, "Yeah, okay," until he saw me using it, and even he admitted that it was pretty cool. Watching, see, it- I just, I just un, un um the hank and I put it over a chair. That's what you I know, used a tall to do. Chair. That's yeah. what I used and to I do. I used to wrap, wrap it around my knees. But if you have if you have a ball winder and a and a swift, it takes about two minutes. Yeah, I know. Versus, well, it took me years before I finally bought one. I bought them on Amazon, and you can get really cheap ones. You can get really expensive ones. The ones I bought were about sixty dollars each. So I got average ones but you can you can spend upwards of three hundred dollars on those things and i just said i really can't justify that but ravelry is definitely definitely a place i mean when i first signed up i spent hours a day because you look at what people some of the people what they make and and you just say wow there are some truly talented people out there and I'm not one of them. That's the reason why I don't like this site. <laughs> well, what's it's great? What's it's great really is I was telling you before my niece. Well, my niece, my niece had a baby in April, so I made a, for her for her uh, 
shower, I made a bunch of little baby sweaters and booties and whatnot, and then her brother and his wife are having a baby in a month. Baby shower was this past Saturday, and again, I went back on Ravelry, and I downloaded all these free patterns. I mean, these are free. There are patterns you can pay for, but there's a ton of free stuff out there. And I just downloaded a bunch of stuff, and I made a bunch of sweaters and hats, and it is such a fabulous resource. It's it's really great. But Vicki, since you don't like Ravelry... <laughs> And you hurt me bad when you say that. I know, I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what, what do you like? What do you recommend? I, I don't know if I like it. I'm just I, I've used it um, recently because I changed jobs. It's uh, LinkedIn, um, <clears throat> and it's a um, a contact network where you you have to have a previous uh, relationship with a uh, of a person, and that's how you build your network. Um, it, it's a network of your direct contacts of people that you have a uh, business relationship, school, or even uh, a member of your family. You have to have some previous relationship. And um, you build your networks uh, based on those connections and their connections. Um, and it's an it's a, it's a excellent way to, to introduce you to people that uh, may have common interests, but it's definitely business and job oriented. Uh, you can upload your resume or design or, uh, or create your own profile of your uh, job experiences. Or even uh, I see retirees on there uh, putting things like um, some of their community relationship um, contacts and uh, um, charities that they're involved in. And they're, 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 the employers are also on there. And that's how I actually found a job. I went on there. I went online and um, I just put in a keyword for the type of job I was looking for. Tons of recruiters and jobs popped up. I created a little search engine um, and I got emails. I'm still getting the emails. I don't know how to stop it. Um, But I'm getting emails now from different jobs, even though I already got a job. Um, There's no way of saying I I just haven't had time to I'm sure there is. I just haven't had the time to go in there and figure it out. Uh-huh. One thing I don't like about um, LinkedIn and even Facebook and all of these uh, social media th- um, networks is they have these links. You need to read these links before you click on them. I had uh, people, it went back to my address book and it started invited all the people that I'd already invited to my network. So I'm getting all these emails from people saying, hey, I thought we were already friends. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, that had, yeah, that had, because I got one, but I got it through Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it in my email. I got it in Facebook, and I just thought, what? Yeah, because I used my Facebook ID to log on mm-hmm. to LinkedIn one time. Oh, and then okay. what happened is I didn't read what, 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 the, uh, what the default settings were. And it was, the default setting was to go back to my emails and send out uh, invitations to people. And it, and it sent invitations to people that I really didn't want to have contacts with. You know, that was right. the problem. You know, I, I mean, there are people that you just, you don't want a professional relationship with. So why, why am I sending this to, to say my uh, gardener right. you know, right. or somebody like that? Like, Come on, this is crazy. Why would I have a LinkedIn relationship with him? Um, and and I, don't, I don't even think he knew what LinkedIn was. <laughs> so, well, one thing I'm so finding strange. with LinkedIn that, it, it took a few times before I realized this was happening is, do you get the emails that say, so-and-so just endorsed you? Yes. yes. I'm yes. getting them yes. constantly from and you know one what? 
If you got one from me, I have not endorsed you. Exactly. I mean, I got one from this one person. And he said, you know, he endorsed me for, I don't know, like blogging, let's say. I forget exactly what it was. I'm like, okay, that's nice. Then I got it again and I got it again. I thought, gee, I should probably... they're clicking on it. They did exactly what I did. They're just not looking at those pages. And those pages have things they're going to go through and endorse everybody in your contact list or something crazy like that. Yeah. I hate that. Well, because I, I keep it. getting these emails, especially from this one. I mean, there's about three people that kept saying this person, this person, and this person. And now it's down to one person. And I thought, I better go back and endorse those people because I felt guilty for not reciprocating because, yeah. and the, because, but, and also because these people are deserving of it. It's not that I'm just yeah. giving it for the sake of doing it. They are deserving of being endorsed for a particular skill. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I thought, wait a minute, I keep getting it from the same person over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he even knows I'm getting yeah. these. Yeah. 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 I have I've just the same experience. I have to say, though, out of all the social networking sites, I think LinkedIn is the is one of the most useful. Um, I think, you know, with, with Facebook, you know, of course, we all know about, you know, the, the pros and cons of Facebook. But LinkedIn has consistently been a professional um, social network. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. You know, it's a serious yeah. network. You're not there to really socialize. You're there to either up, up, you know, uh, here I go, you know, again, (laughs) Uh, now I'm so self-conscious of it, but you're basically upgrading your job position or your skills or uploading a resume. You know, you're keeping everything fresh to be marketable. And I think Mm -hmm. the way that, uh, you know, it's such a tight, tight job market, I think it's just such a useful networking tool as far as businesses and prospective, you know, going for a prospective job or presenting yourself. You know, you can really, I think, present yourself very well with LinkedIn. And I think it's an extremely valuable tool. I I know people that I've seen on it, um, you know, people in my family that are on it. They really, that's the one they use, I think, most all, uh, most of all is, is LinkedIn. They make sure that that's kept right up to date on things. And I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a great tool. I'm glad there's LinkedIn. I, I, that, I, I, the, that's the first thing that people told me when I was looking for a new job to, that they used. They said, go to LinkedIn, get a, use your LinkedIn account. And, and, and the first day that I went on there, I found my job. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first job I applied for, <laughs> you know. And it was just exactly what I was looking for because I had the keywords and everything. And and then I had recruiters and people who were sort of guiding me along the way and telling me what was hot and, and you know, and what, what I should look for in a new job. And, and I found exactly what I wanted. I didn't care about the salary. I wanted the experience. At this stage in my career, I wanted to make sure that I'm shaping my career so they can go to the last 10, 15 years that I plan on working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I have some skills that I can carry with me. After being on a job for 11 years where I was doing the same stuff over and over again and not gaining any skills, I wanted to make sure I didn't go back into that same situation. So right. it was very helpful. I got a lot of it. got so much information. It was overwhelming, actually. So I had to pull back after a while and just go, okay, let's focus on what you really want. And uh, it's an excellent place. Everybody's very helpful. Even the recruiters who you haven't hired, I would answer your questions and help you out. So, so these were recruiters at. on LinkedIn, not well, yeah, in your on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, they, they saw that you post up that you're looking for a job, and what you're looking for, people constantly start bombarding you. Got to make sure you don't do that. Um, I end up taking it down and just doing a search after a while because it just became too much for people emailing me about stuff. 
Uh, and um, so I didn't say I was currently looking um, because they, they start, they're coming after you. Um, tons of emails, tons of messages in your box. But I got so... I got new connections as a result of that, you know, new uh, human resource connection, new people that I was uh, talking to uh, who a couple of companies, uh, there were some people online and I just sort of instant messaged them and asked them questions about the company. And they're, not, they're now my connection. You know, I, I didn't take the job, but at least they, we got a connection. We, we can talk back and forth and, um, and, you know, share information about careers and, and our goals. And you can join your own company's uh, LinkedIn site. That's a good thing too. You can yeah, uh, you can keep up to date about new things that are going on out within that industry. And you can also be a voice for your company because people can try to contact you and find out information about different things that your company is doing. It's a good PR thing. Yes, um, yes, I it is. It. Yeah, I, I I I was really surprised because I thought that it was just uh, uh, it's just a niche, a big problem for me because people when they left the, your job they always go this is my LinkedIn account uh, connect with me okay and I'm like oh, this is just too much work and I'm glad I did because I could reach out to those people when I was looking for another job and it was very helpful mm-hmm. yeah and I also think what you just said Vicki I said about the connections you know you're keeping yourself fresh keeping your connections and I find lately that I'm getting more LinkedIn requests than any other requests you know, yeah. I think it's. I think lately it's just been there's been an explosion as far as interest in LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've never had so many LinkedIn requests as, as the past few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of most companies have a LinkedIn site, and um, that's how you you if you if you have an account, they might ask you if you have one. So you need to make sure your profile is up to date and all the information is current, and you don't have any silly stuff up there that you can't explain. <laughs> exactly. I have yeah. a LinkedIn and I don't work. Well, you, you don't. It, has, it doesn't have to be. It's just things that you're interested in. You can put your rivalry stuff up there. Any community service work you're doing, um, or anything you're interested in. Um, I think the only thing I've got up there is that I write for my Mac. Yeah, that's good. And I, yeah. I don't even. You know, I don't even know if what I about added the podcast. This on. I don't even know if I added this on if on or not because I don't mm-hmm. go on. I really, honestly, I don't go on that much, and I think it's mostly because I don't work. And mm-hmm. I don't plan on working, so do I really work. don't. You work on our podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, but I mean for a pay, <laughs> oh, right. for an income. So yeah. I think there's really no point in me personally making a good profile because I'm not looking for a job. Hmm. For me personally, but I think if you're looking for a job, then absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's just a good way to get uh, to meet people too that's related to something you're interested in, just like robbery is. Yes. Uh, if you're interested in what's going on in the banking industry or something, there's groups that you can join right. on LinkedIn that deal with that. Um, let's say you're doing some kind of investments or something like that, and you're interested in topics dealing with investments, you can find a group on. Um, LinkedIn it does that. It's definitely business oriented. It's not anything else. It's definitely all business oriented. But by another pet fellow podcasters that way, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's lots of ways to yeah. make contact. With I think that's on my list of that very long list mm-hmm. of of things I've got to get around to doing. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's, just, it's just a good time. place to send people. Say, if someone wants to know about you, you don't want to send them your Facebook page. You send them to a more professional page dealing right. with things you do that's not related to your personal life. Right. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because you're not going to put pictures of your vacation on, on LinkedIn. No, no, that's what no. you do on Facebook. Yeah, pictures of you drunk and all that other stuff that people put up. Oh, all my drunk pictures are up on uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, me me who drinks nothing more than uh, diet Snapple. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> she's the boring one. Yeah. <laughs> me and Suzanne would, would enjoy the wine. Yeah. My well, as we're speaking, my father-in-law sent me a email, and it said something about his new sink. And if there's a little graphic with it, he got a sink fixed, and he said, "I'll send you the name of my plumber." And the sink is pouring out red wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sink for me, honey. That's one for me, too. <laughs> this is not to worry. The left handle does white wine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but that for cool. me, uh, the next one, there's. it's been really popular the past few months. And I, I'm really undecided about it. It's, again, it's one of those social networking things that uh, I, I don't know if I'll join. I, I have the app. It's called Vine. Vine was bought out by Twitter. And basically what Vine is, it's it's a little short video. And again, it's a social networking. You make a little short video of six seconds or less and you post it. And people can like it. They can, you know, share it and comment on it. But what's interesting is some companies are making br- like little brand commercials for it using, it, they're very creative, the six second or less format. Now, things I do like about Vine is all... Unlike Instagram, you don't have to worry about so much the hashtags. Everything is categorized. So say, for instance, you want to look up, you can look up Explore, and it will give you different uh, channels. So you can look under Popular Now or What's Trending on the Rise, Art and Experimental. You can do Cats, Dogs, Comedy, Food, Nature, blah, 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 and on and on. And so it's... That part is nice, so it's definitely categorized, which I like. I wish Instagram actually had that because that would save you know you a lot of time. And then when you go into a category, you can look at what's popular and what's new. Now, again, some of them are very trite and very unimaginative, and others are very imaginative. Again, it's one of those things where you have to kind of separate the wheat from the, uh, the chaff, so to speak. You also can take a video from the app, so if you want to take a short video and upload it immediately rather than using the native camera app or any other video app that you have on your phone, you can use it in app. For me, I'm just not a big video person, but I do see the benefit of like a company or a graphic design, you know, company is something like that, you know, making a video, posting it and having it very imaginative and getting people to trend it. I can understand that. You can hashtag things as well, but I'm still uncertain about it. You know, it's, I think it's still a little new. It's very, very popular. I mean, everybody's downloading it. If you want to try... What's the difference between that and YouTube? Well, YouTube, you can make longer videos. You know, okay. Vine is very short. They're very, very short. You know, like I said, six seconds or less, so you have to do a lot. So I think I spoke about it before, Cinemagrams. Basically, a cinemagram was created by two photographers in New York City, and they just made an artful 
GIF, well, GIF. I, I guess the new pronunciation is GIF. That's how the, the inventor said it, it was, was supposed to. I've always really? called it a GIF. Yeah, he said it mm-hmm. actually should be GIF. But what you do in a basically a cinemagram, and they do have an app for this as well in the App Store, is you take a small video and you basically select a frame that you like on, in the small video. And it, through the app or through Photoshop and using After Effects, you know, whatever way you decide to do it, it's basically a still photograph that has a small amount of movement in it. Now, normally GIFs or GIFs did that, but Jamie Beck and her uh, husband Kevin decided to um, take it one step further. And it's, it's very, some of their cinematographs are very beautiful. They had models. Um, that would be looking out over a balcony and you would just, it would be like a still photograph, like a Harry Potter type photograph, a a beautiful woman and just a strand of her hair would be slowly moving in the breeze. So this is just animated GIF? Yeah, just it's an animated GIF. So basically it's very subtle and I think that, you know, with the app, the Cinemagrant app, you can stream the different cinemagraphs and some of them are very creative. But again, like with Vine, they're not really doing that. They're just quickly taking a video, a short video, so you have that repetitive looping going on. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So it's, I think it's one of those things that if people are interested in it, then they should download Vine and test it out for themselves to see if that's interest, if they, they want to be part of that type of social network. Yeah, I've, I've downloaded it just as you were speaking, and it's easy. You hook it up with your, your, your Twitter account, and you're in. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That cinemagraph you were talking about, I have something called Echograph. Yeah, that is the same thing. There's, there's, there's three big popular apps that do that in the App Store. There is Echograph, Cinemagraph, and uh, Kinotopic. So, I mean, Cinemagram, Kinotopic, and Echograph. And so what that allows you to do with your iPhone is you can take a small video and then using the tool, uh, a masking tool that that particular app gives you, you mask out the area that you want. You, you pick the frame you want. It has to be a very short, short video. And like say, for instance, you were on a beach in the evening and they had some fairy lights, you know, the, the light, and they were slowly you know, moving in the breeze. Well, you'd want that part to be animated, not the wind or anything else. So you'd select a frame, you'd mask out the lights, and then when you when you hit go, it basically creates that cinemagraph for you where you're, you'll, it'll look like a still photograph, but the lights will slowly be moving. So there'll be a slight amount of animation in there. It's very clever. Very, very yes, clever. Yes, it is. So is it cinemagram or cinemagraph? It's... It, it, Jamie Beck and Kevin just lost his last name. I can't remember his last name, but um, they're now married. They trademarked that name, Cinemagraph. And Graph. yes, and the, the app is Cinemagram, and Kinotopic is another one, and Echograph, and they all work just about the same. So if people are interested in trying you know, their hand at that, to doing a very subtle animated uh, GIF or GIF, <laughs> um, they may want to download one of those apps because all three are very comparable. You know, there's good and bad on, on, all, on all three of them. I used to create um, animated GIFs using uh, my carbon 
uh, application on uh, the mat. It's really easy to do. Simple. Well, what's really nice if you download, say, for instance, if you download uh, Kino Topic, mm-hmm. uh, they shorten the the word to Kinos. You know, you upload your Kinos. You can basically look at see to see what else what people are creating and some of them are really fabulous some of them aren't but there's a lot of really nice ones in there on if you're streaming them one thing that i'm noticing is that cinemagraph their their uh videos take, take a long time to upload mm-hmm. um and um vines pretty fast yeah because well the the thing is with cinemagraphs you know like with uh jamie beck's site they are gifts or GIFs, mm-hmm. and they're they're also relegated, you know, to the 256 colors, I believe. So, you know, there is, I love that old world kind of cross-process look that they have in theirs. But they, I haven't ever had a problem with them loading that slow. I'm looking at the, I'm following the Kino stream right now, and that's taking a little bit to load, but of course there's a ton of them on there. So that might, you know, that might be something else somebody wants to try. The one thing I found with Echograph is I only used it once, uh, but what I did is I took a picture, I took a little video of my son was dancing at a wedding, and I did something where everybody else was still and he was still dancing. And it lets you email it, but what happens is when you email it to somebody, it's just a picture. Mm-hmm. There's no movement. So you, you Really? That, yeah, that's what I found because I had emailed it. Oh, they need to. You need to have an application that can actually display it. Well, it's but it says it says you can email it. Now I have, yeah, but but I think you need to download it and then open it up with something that like a browser or something like that. Yeah, should be able to display yeah. It, right? Well, I emailed it to my father, and the fact that he can yeah. even open the email is a big <laughs> is a big victory. But I mean, I also emailed it to, emailed it to myself, and nothing. It mm-hmm. was just a picture. But I um, never, I haven't used it since, and I downloaded this. Oh, probably over the winter. Did you try to look at it in the email or did you try to... In the email and it, it? and it didn't... Yeah, download it and then try to open yeah. it using and the I browser and I really haven't used it again, but it's, yeah. it's it's on my iPad. I didn't delete it from my iPad because I thought it was pretty cool. Then when you open uh, Echograph before you log in, it shows what, like Suze said, it shows different um, different images, different GIFs, whatever they're we would be called on Echograph of what people have done before you sign in because it'll have their name in the bottom. And there was one I was looking at, it just had like a, a boy throwing money into a fountain. Everything was still except the water rolling off the fountain. Or it had a beach and the, you could see that the beach umbrella was blowing and everything else was still. I mean, I think those are really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing you can do is that you can, you can post it to say something like photo bucket or whatever kind of photo sharing pro, uh, application. And send them the link, and then you'll be able to see the, mm-hmm. the animated gif. Oh, not for my father. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, serious. No, he clicks on it, it'll open up, and you'll be able to see I'm serious. I get, I get, then I get the email. What am I supposed to do now? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you next time I come over. So. <laughs> All right. So, Vicky. I got a question. I got a question, ladies. Yes. Does my space still exist? Yeah, I guess didn't Justin Timberlake yeah. buy it? Or You're kidding! Did it? he buy it? I I don't think he bought it by himself. I think he bought it in partnership with other people. And MySpace has been redesigned. I mean, I've never ever been a fan of MySpace. No, but me I, I, I think I know why MySpace failed. 
we all graduate from high school and move on. Mm-hmm. It was a high school site. Same way with Facebook, where initially the twins wanted to, to be just for uh, they, their university. Right. You're going to leave that university eventually. You're not going to want to constantly go on that site unless you get a huge ego and all you want to do is think about your Harvard or Yale days. And it's all, and I know people like that, <laughs> but that, that, I mean, how many friends are you going to make, you know, other than those pe- friends from Yale and Harvard? So opening it up to just more than just being for the high school, just for the college, it's a smart way of going. That's the reason why I think Facebook was so successful. It, uh, it's easy to use. Number one, uh, I find that a lot of older people use Facebook more than younger people, um, which is really shocking. Uh, in that, you know, a lot of them don't know technology. But Facebook works really easily on the on the mobile phones. It works easy on a browser. It just it just works, and it's it's not that complicated. So I think that's the reason why I said most po- more popular. And, it took up where MySpace left off. And then plus MySpace became known as the place where uh, creeping old men. Yes, yes. It started out as a place to discover new music. If you had a band, you could yeah, up, you could yeah. upload your uh, uh, single and, mm-hmm. and and gather a following to yep. for your band before you hopefully hit it big with a record label. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, Facebook, the free Facebook, YouTube time yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. What I like about Facebook, and I know, Suzanne, you don't like this part of Facebook, but what I like about it is when I want to share pictures, it's so much easier just to put it up on Facebook and have people see it than send it to you and send it to Vicky yeah, and send it to exactly. this person, send it to that I don't person. Do, I don't do email anymore with And my plus, friends. if I want to send yeah. vacation pictures, if I upload my vacation pictures, all right, let's, I mean, I'm, uh, let's be honest. I mean, most people really don't care about your vacation pictures except maybe some really good ones here and there. If I upload 200 pictures from my last cruise, you don't have to go through each and every picture. You can kind of look at the album as a whole and mm-hmm. scan it really quick. And then if something catches your eye, you can click on that one picture. Yeah. If something's interesting, you can scan very quickly those, those pictures of my uh, vacation album or whatever, a wedding album, whatever the case may be, and move on. And say, yeah, I saw your vacation pictures. Look like you had a great time. Yeah. The end. Yeah. It was an excellent way for me to hook up with family members that I never see or have never met. Right. Um, And um, I get to see their kids Mm -hmm. and be a part of it, even if it is just so distant. And actually, it sort of spawned us to decide we're going to have a family reunion um, and uh, get together. So it's more than just face. So we have more pictures to post on Facebook, I guess. (laughs) Of the family reunion. So. Right. And plus, you can um, make that group on Facebook if you want, which you can make private so that only yes, your family, family. So that I don't yeah. fall upon and go, hey, I'll go to your family reunion. It's <laughs> yeah. private just to You're people. welcome. Yeah. You're one of my sisters. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but I haven't gotten any rewards yet. <clears throat> oh, wow. Like Sorry, your MacBook Air. I don't have anything or... new. I can't buy anything <laughs> new anymore. <laughs> but, you know, you can make, you can make that... that uh, uh, you know, a private group just to start planning things. Yes, you know, instead of having to send emails to everybody. Yeah, and the that, invite thing is really yeah, cool. Too, that yeah. way, everybody knows all at one time. Okay, this person's coming. This person can't. What hotel you're going to stay at? What mm-hmm. food you're going to have? Who's making what? Who's bringing who? You don't have to just send out an email once a week saying, "Okay, ten more people are coming," and they are. It's just so yeah. much easier for your yeah. whole group to look one place. Boom, there it is. Exactly. And exactly. everybody knows we're having to call you if you're in charge of it. 
So that part is good. But the problem with Facebook is a lot of people don't use their their privacy settings, and then they complain that everybody knows about them. You've yeah, got to use yeah. your privacy settings. Yeah, you got to also be careful. You know, you don't repost pictures of people's children and stuff like that. You, you just don't do that. It's, I mean, it's not your decision to, to, to make about that. Um, I just don't. I would never put kids' pictures on there. I'm curious about the dominance, though, between Twitter and Facebook. From what I hear and from articles that I've read, you know, various sources, that... You know, Twitter seems to be a lot more popular. Uh, College-age kids and high school kids, it's not cool anymore because, you know, the grandparents are on Facebook, the parents are on Facebook. And um, now Twitter seems to be more popular for them, which, you know, and, and of course, they can post, they can post, you know, photographs, anything else they want on Twitter, so... It's almost like they're the, the texting kind of thing because uh, it's just a little short message and stuff like that. And I think that's the reason why they like it. They can follow their their friends yeah. and follow. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you, Suze, because uh, like I told you before, we had family in, and my middle and my youngest son are on Twitter, and uh, my niece's husband is on Twitter, and I happened to walk in when. He was talking to my kids, and my youngest said, said, and my mom's on Twitter, too. And he said, oh, yeah? I'm going to follow you. And then my son said, well, you have to follow him back. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> so, he said, you know, yes, I think it was uh, yesterday or today, I got my, you know, so-and-so is following you now. So I went and mm-hmm. followed him back. So got to be careful what you put on there. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he's, you know, he's doing it more for football. A lot of the people that he follows okay. has to do with football. You know, he's, okay. how old is he, 26, 27, 28, okay. I don't know, something okay. like that. You know, uh, but, okay. yep, so I, I think your observation is right that it, they are starting, because I don't see him on Facebook, because I'm friends with him on Facebook also. I don't see him on Facebook that much anymore unless he's talking about his daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a new picture of my daughter. and I just don't get how... how... I mean, how old do you think you need to be to do Twitter or Facebook? <laughs> I, I would be afraid with Twitter because Twitter has links to some really be- outrageous stuff. Whereas Facebook, you can sort of limit what that person sees. You can set your account up so nobody can invite themselves to you or even see you on Facebook. Right. Whereas Twitter, I don't know if you can do that. I think you're supposed to be 13 in both cases, but there's really nothing to to prove that you are or aren't because I do know someone who has a young child who mm-hmm. is on both Facebook and Twitter. And I said, do you really think that's a good idea? Yeah. I said, if she's on, I really hope that you're watching every move she makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with the bullying and stuff that people do. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would really want a kid of mine. Do, well, I don't have children, but I, I, I worry about my nieces and nephews um, joining it. They don't do any of it. They, they text each other and they said they don't have access to Facebook or any of that stuff. And they're a little too young. They're under 12. So... I, I don't know what their parents are planning on doing, but I she, hear these stories about these kids bullying ki- uh, girls and boys and their kids committing suicide because they, mm-hmm. they've they been humiliated, publicly humiliated. And um, I just don't know. I think we need to police it more. And um, that same thing happened on Facebook, too. I mean, MySpace, too. So it's not just Facebook and Twitter. It's been happening for some time. And. Well, the thing I think when you look at, you know, like Facebook, if you have, I mean, it's easy for people, like same thing, it's really true, but it's easy for people to get bogus accounts and, um, or even if they, they get, they start bullying if they're friends with somebody and they make, you know, a really nasty comment, 
that doesn't just go out to five or six people in their clique. It goes out to all of their friends, which if they have, you know, most kids have five or six hundred, if not more friends. Right. That's terribly humiliating. I can't. And how do you refute that? I mean, just how do you refute it? It's just I think it's it. it, I don't know. I don't know about. Mm -hmm. I think it it raises an issue, though, of um, not. I, I think it raises an issue, number one, of vulnerability. But also, I think you have to have kids put things into perspective. You know, high school is not forever. And what people think of you in high school is totally different. You know, when, when you have a class reunion, you know, 10 years later and you find out what everybody's doing. I mean, it's just that. But at that, at that time in your life, everything, you're sensitive about your hair. You're sensitive about your complexion, what you wear. There's such social pressure in high school. And well, I I don't know what the answer is if kids if people should yeah. you know you know limit it. I, I, the thing is is if you start censoring you know I think parents should be aware, but I also think that they again it's communication. If 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 a kid is is being bullied, it's it's just too bad. They if if they have a good relationship with their parents, they can say you know what do I how do I deal with this rather than yeah you know doing yeah. something very drastic, and not that the parents should necessarily intercede because sometimes that brings you know it makes it worse, it makes it worse yeah. but at least giving them some tools how to um deal with that particular situation you know it's it's tough yeah. it's a very tough you know bullying is is serious in the aspect now where you know if when we were in school you know if somebody got mad at you again the clique was only, it was a small clique you didn't have all these strangers and people that your acquaintances with knowing everything about your life i don't oh, know we had friendship we had friendship books <laughs> and you write down who you liked and who you didn't like. Oh, that's okay. nice. Jeez. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> it was like a scrapbook and you put all the stuff you liked in it. And then, that's the reason why I don't like scrapbooks, I think. <laughs> and and um, I found that there were a lot of people that didn't like me and it hurt me really bad. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, why don't they like me? You know, um, well, I think it's because I'm not a follower and I say what I think and and that's a, that's something I liked about myself, and I wasn't going to change. So I, I I grew up really fast uh, dealing with that. But some kids don't have that. They think exactly. They they hit rock. They think that I'm 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 at the bottom. I'm never going to climb up out of this hole. They don't realize the lives are you know ebbs and flows, and they just it's just it's too much for them. And they don't have a good relationship with the family members or their right. parents or their sisters and brothers who have experience they can, that that they can they can rely on. Um, and maybe even their parents are going. They're bullying them. I know one lady who actually told me her daughter was bullied on, on Facebook, and she said, "I told her buck it up. That's the, that's that's too bad. Maybe your maybe your hair is awful. You need to change yourself." That's what she told me. She told her daughter. Like, oh my gosh! I think it becomes a popularity contest too. What what disturbs me yeah. is that kids worry about how many, I have 600 friends. Well, they have a thousand, you know, I, I'm not popular enough. I, no, I those are not friends. <laughs> I know. It's just like, Oh gosh, it seems, you know, Andy Warhol had it so right when he said everything is pop and it, we live in just such a pop culture. It's so, it's very superficial in many ways. And I do think social media does contribute to that very, that yeah. superficialness. Yeah. It sort of started with the AOL. You got mail. You, you log on and you didn't get mail. You thought, oh, God, I'm awful. Nobody likes me. <laughs> I've just found with Facebook that these the people I know. And I've got friends. Some of my friends are my kids' friends because I've known them for such yeah, a long time. Yeah. But I'm finding that people 
aren't posting on Facebook as much as they used to. I don't. I used to know. I used to know some people that yeah. were on, that would post six, seven times a day. That if I see a post from them once a month, yeah, that's something. I don't post that much anymore. anymore. It's a time yeah. suck for me, and that's why I don't. But I also, um, you know, it's the same thing like with with Twitter and everything. When you see these, you know, where you can rub shoulders, you can get, you know, celebrities tweets and stuff who, you know, and the whole scheme of things, who cares, who cares what they're doing? You know, I guess I have an ennui right now. It's just like, I've got enough on my plate living my own life. You know, I, I think that's (laughs) my attitude. Maybe it's a bad attitude. Maybe it's an anti-social media attitude. No, I don't follow celebrities because I don't care. I don't care either. Their Kim lifestyle Kardashian had a baby, and their car- so lifestyle is yeah, so far removed. That's more interesting to me yeah. than, than Kim's baby. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I don't either. I, I what I do like about social media is that I get a glimpse into people's life that they want to share with me. These are things they want to share with me, so I take it seriously. I look at it and I comment on it, and I try my best to say something positive about it. Uh, and I think that. It, I try to be very uh, uh, thoughtful about what I post about my friends and family. I, I really don't want to uh, to infringe upon that, but I find that there are a lot of people that do it. And I, I've had a couple of family members I had to unfriend because they would use really foul language, mm-hmm. you know, on, online. And were like, I can't believe this person actually talks like that. Yeah. Uh, or she deal they would deal with their issues they have with somebody on. Facebook. What are you doing? Are you crazy? I know. You know, go talk to that person. Don't don't do that. Or do Um, or do a private message. Yeah, yeah, that's just between the the two of you. Call them. You know, I mean, that's that's. I don't know. I know how many of my cousins don't speak to each other today because of that kind of stuff they've done to each other. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You need to pick up the phone and call her and talk. Don't don't. And then there are people that jump in there and get involved in it. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like high school again. (laughs) It is. I know. And these are adults. These are not children. (laughs) One of the things you have listed, Vicki, is Google+. I just mentioned that because we have an account. Yes, we do. I wanted to make sure we got that out there. Please join our Google Plus community. But one, and we'll put that in the show notes to get there directly. But one thing that I do like about Google Plus that other podcasters have mentioned that have a Facebook group and also have a Google Plus group is that when you're on Facebook, not it's it's easy to it's easy to uh, miss something if you go a couple of days. Maybe we posted something for the three geeky ladies in Facebook, but if you haven't been on in a couple of days, it's not in your feed anymore. You didn't mm-hmm. see it on Google Plus. If you check, if you say, "Hey, I'm part of the community," you'll see it, even if it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, you'll see it. So, yeah. and the and the conversation ends up being more specific about whatever was posted. If like I posted a question about buying a new computer, the conversation that people uh, we went back and forth about was buying a new computer. It wasn't about the weather. It wasn't about, you know, the stock exchange. It was about, do I buy this computer now or later? What kind should I buy? So it's, it's a good place to, to have a conversation regardless of what topic it is, you know, whichever yeah. group you're in. Yeah. There's some people that are very prolific. They just constantly are on Google+. Plus. Right. And you want to make sure you turn off your email so that they don't get the email notifications because you get tons of emails from Google+. Plus. So. Right, right. Yeah, you have to go into your own personal setting to decide yeah. how much how much or how little do I want to yeah. get. 
and the app too. You know, you get those notifications. That that's you don't want that beeping all night long. And no, I don't. I don't, I don't get that. The Google app, the Google Plus app is nice. I like it. It is. It is. Yeah. It's sometimes it's easier to navigate than it is on the uh, computer. Yeah, I agree. So I like that. But the the one thing I want to mention very quickly because we're running longer than I thought we would talking about this is like Suze said, Pinterest. And I've mentioned this before. I think Suze, you also mentioned it in a previous podcast, but Pinterest is basically a bulletin board for your ideas. It's free. You can follow people. They don't have to follow you or you don't have to really the best way to use it is to follow people. You don't have to, but that's the best way. When you go to the Pinterest.com, they do have a stream. And the stream is basically, uh, it, it starts out with the people that you follow, anything that they recently posted or uh, pinned to their own bulletin boards, and then you get the basic stream of just everybody. You can do hashtags. I'm looking, when I was doing my craft room over, I would put in, uh, I'm looking for craft room ideas. And anytime I saw something I like, I'd pin it to my board for craft room ideas. And it's important, like uh, Suze said once before, to give attribution to the original website it came from. Don't take it as your own. So if you see something online, if Suze posted a photo on her website and you really like it and you want to put it on your board, that's fine as long as you give her attribution so that if anybody else sees it, they can go to her website and look at it. They don't think that you did it. They know who, and I always make sure that, I, that the attribution is there. So that, which is simple. So I, can't, I can't steal Suze's artwork and say it's mine. <laughs> That's right. Turn. That's right. But this funny. is a great way. This is a great way to uh, put things, all your ideas together in one spot. If you're remodeling yeah. your kitchen, put everything on a board that says kitchen. Or if you're planning a wedding, hmm. or I follow a lot of, uh, of of knitters again, and I see their work, or I see things that they pinned like. Uh, different patterns. I think, wow, that's a great pattern. So I put that on my knitting board. It's, and I, and I like the, um, the iPad app too. It's yeah. good. I, I think I, I think I'm going to use it for recipes. It's great for recipes. You yeah. can make a board just for cooking, uh, mm-hmm. uh, for desserts. You can make a board for crock pot Maybe ideas. For wine. You can do one. it for wine, yeah. any kind of wine that you like. You can say, I've got to try that wine, or I tried that wine, or I like that particular store or that restaurant that has that particular wine, I like, whatever. I mean, it's, it's up to you to decide how you want to categorize your things. But there's no limit. And it's nice to follow people. You can like things. You can say, I really like this one. You can put a comment underneath something. I have a Red Sox board, of course. And every time I put up pictures of my Jacoby Ellsbury, I always get emails saying, someone repinned your pin. <laughs> but they don't realize that he's mine. He's yours. <laughs> he's mine. He's mine. <laughs> okay. So, oh, and the one other thing I wanted to mention, too, is that, and I'll put this in the show notes, is there are a ridiculous amount of social media sites. Yes. I did, I looked on, I did a, I did a, just a web search, social media sites. Mm-hmm. There is a list on Wikipedia of social media websites that's got to be a couple of hundred different sites of all different things. There's, there's things that are for Europeans, for genealogy. And I've actually belonged to some and never really thought about it. But yeah, you're right. These are social media. Uh, there's there's music. There's there's a if you have cancer or any kind of kind of debilitating disease, you can talk to other people that have the same problems you do. Have support groups. There's just a there's really good list of all these different different social media sites that you might want to take a look at. 
in the show notes. And so you did have one more that you wanted to mention before we wrap up. There is another app that is a beta app. If you go to the website, ArtSnapper, so A-R-T-S-N-A-P-P-E-R, you may sign up for an invitation. You also can download the free app, ArtSnapper, and you can basically create a profile. And then you can either snap, if you're at a gallery location, you can share art, which is I think if it gets going, it's going to be very, very interesting. So you can basically go to a gallery, take some photographs of some art that you like or in a museum, and then you can post it. You can tell people uh, or share with people what's out there. You know, for like for Dallas, if I was in the art museum and they had a, a brand new exhibit, I can take a photograph of that and share it. So I think it's a really nice to, way to tell people, you know, what's out there. They do have oh, a artists can put their own, artists can put their own work exactly exactly so yes. that's really a nice way to share, share art and I think once it gets going it's going to be very, a very exciting art and again you can hashtag your photographs or art uh, people have been sharing some street art some you know uh, outside art graffiti so I th- I think once it gets going it's going to be a pretty a pretty exciting app I'm actually quite excited about it so Art Snapper so I think if people are interested they can also go to the Pinterest page there's an Art Snapper Pinterest page and once it gets going it might be the next you know art social networking site so that'll be fun and it's not just visual art it's performance art. It's, you know, anything, uh, street art, uh, architecture, you know, all of the, the things, pop culture. We have just said everything is pop. So sign up for it, and uh, let's see where this one goes. I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. We could go on forever. with a, We could go on for a, a lot longer, but it's it's getting late, and it's really way past my bedtime right now, so... We're going to wrap up. We would love it if you would join us on our Google Plus community and our Facebook community. Uh, Everything will be listed in the show notes, along with our emails and our Twitter handles. So please get in touch with us. Let us know what social media you like to use. And if you have any show ideas, we'd love to hear them. We'd also appreciate it very much if you gave us a star rating or, or review on iTunes, because that helps bring the show up in the ranking so that other people can discover us. So on that, I'm going to say thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm Mike McPeak from Bard on the Plains podcast. Growing up on the plains of South Dakota, I used to listen to my dad tell stories about his life. I never had a chance to record any of these, but I realized that everyone has a story to tell. And that's what I try to do on this podcast, tell anecdotes of my own and have other people tell their stories in their words and in their voice. So please listen to Bard on the Plains podcast. It's about stories, mine and yours.